Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! It's the same old story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. And girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year. No, the worst. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. That's right, you are listening to the 30-something movie podcast, and I have with me Bo. Yo. Hi, Bo. How are you doing? Well... Um, it was, uh, we had with us here last week, it was you and Pat, and we talked about the very strange movie of, uh, Young Einstein. We did. We weren't 100% sure on how we felt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think we were. Well, we were pretty sure. We, we were pretty sure we felt about that, but it was not we sure how necessarily it felt about itself, positive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we are back here for The Naked Gun. So I think we're maybe from the files of police from the squad. files of police squad. Um, I think we might be a little bit more uh, certain of, of how much we enjoy that one, and a little, little maybe a little happier about this one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I came in a little late last mm-hmm. week. Did you guys talk new movie news at all? We talked a couple things. Not really a whole bunch of new movie stuff. We talked about how um, the Walking Dead is going to have three movies oh, dear. that they're going to be making. Um, so, real quick before we get into this stuff, spoilers. Um, we do spoil pretty much anything we talk about, so just be aware of that. So if we talk about TV shows or movies, we may just talk freely. And if you don't want that, then maybe don't listen for right now. Yeah. Unless you don't care. So. Right. Um, I do have and a... we are recording this in November 2018, so yes. any new movie news we discuss is, is relevant to that time. Obviously, from November 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had two things for this episode, new movie news-wise. Um, one of them was, there was, I think Kevin Smith was quoted in an article uh, related to the idea that, that they are putting out a lot of official photos of the new Joker movie. Mm. Like and and some people are like, well, that seems kind of odd that like you would put it's this early in the process. Mm-hmm. It's not coming out till next year, and they're just now filming. And but there seem to be a lot of official images and video coming out. Um, and Kevin Smith was uh, interviewed on this, or he had something to contribute on this, and it was kind of his take on it was well. They're filming in very public locations, so unless you're on a soundstage somewhere, it's going to be a little tough to hide a guy in a Joker costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you see all these photos of Joaquin Phoenix, and I, and I guess they're either Kevin Smith or kind of what they have said officially about releasing all these photos is, look, every Joe Schmo with a camera phone can go out there and take a picture. If those pictures are going to be out there anyway, we might as well take some high-quality stuff and right, just and leak, leak that ourselves yeah. and just do it that way. So um, do you think that's a problem? Like, do you think it's a problem to be living in an age where we get so much stuff so early on in the movie-making process, or yes. does it not matter? I don't think it matters, but it does annoy me somewhat. Okay. I feel like there are so many movies that by the time you get to the movie mm-hmm. a lot I, I don't find it as much with movies like 
Batman, mm-hmm. super superhero type movies or action movies. I think it's worse for comedy. I think people tend to spoil the jokes too early. Mm. Well, or, a lot of times, a lot of the jokes show up in the trailer. Right, or spoil the cameos. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you hear? Bill Murray's going to be in this for five minutes. Mm. Yeah, but I... Well, I just did now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks like, a lot. That would have been more fun if mm-hmm. I noticed that day. You right. know, stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like that stuff comes out too much, but I also... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That is our world It's now, hard to so exist on the it. internet and not be inundated. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to funny. hide from those things. Like, if I was like, I don't want to see anything about the Joker movie, or I don't want to see anything about the next Star Wars movie, and yet I would still like to participate on Twitter and Facebook. No. Not. <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just not how the world works. No. Uh, my only other new movie news thing was uh, I saw an announcement for a new Willy Wonka movie that they're going to do that's going to be a prequel to show about him as a younger Willy Wonka just getting started and starting his chocolate factory and all that stuff. So I don't think that they've found an actor yet to portray him, um, but I did see that the other day. So Nice. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, the anything? only thing I got is, uh, again, it's sort of a time of year thing, but... Uh, there is a new animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, yeah. Voiced by none other than Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. I'm rather excited mm-hmm. for that. When's that one come out? Sooner than I thought. Like, I'm thinking okay. November 15th-ish. I thought they'd hold it a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. okay. But it's coming. All right. Like, okay. So, by the time you're... If you're listening to this right after we release this episode, it's basically like three days away. Yeah. That, that one's coming well, out. So It's coming. Okay. Uh, the one I'm really looking forward to, I've been looking forward to ever since the very first trailer, um, and we always kind of find a movie to go see um, during the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, sometimes we don't see movies at Christmas time, but Thanksgiving we almost always pick a movie to go watch in the theater, and the Ralph Breaks the Internet is the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That's going to be Ever since I saw the trailer... And that's, I must have replayed that scene at the end of the first trailer where it's the bunny and the kitty getting the pancake and the milkshake. I don't know how many times I've replayed that because just, I can watch that thing 50 times and the 51st time is going to be just as funny. I'm going to cry with laughter just as much. And, and, I, mm, yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Walk a little prouder, be an innovator, laugh a little louder, joke around the crater, we can show you how to, and when will you be then? You belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the Merry Marble Marching Society. March along, march along, march along to the song of the Merry Marble Marching Society. We're back. Hey. Here's the news. All the news that's new and approved by the U.S. Army, the sweetest smelling army in the world. <laughs> you do that so well. Great Britain recognized the island state of Singapore. How do you, How do you recognize an island? You say, hey, wait, don't I know you? Didn't we meet last year at the Fine Mimbaugh Mitzvah? Um, Mississippi River. I'm not doing that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that that would, that would end our podcast real quick. <laughs> um, all right, so this is going to sound a little weird. Because I have with me Pat. Hey, 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 hey. hey. You could just end the and sentence there. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I have with me Pat, and it's going to sound a little weird because up to this point in this episode, I've had with me Bo. And Bo's not here right now. So, 
Yeah. Did you see that? That was it's the kind of like kind of like a time warp. Do you remember when Robocop, Robocop when he like, when he got when he, that when he thing and started yeah he yeah, glitches starts glitching that. yeah I kind of did the Robocop right there. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's all movies. It's I'm all working good. on the orange. What's the orange? Uh, the orange justice. Fortnite. Oh, the Fortnite dance. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to like I'm trying to get that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going. So I've got this one down. I do, yeah. <clears throat> well, so what I did when Fortnite, when my son first started playing Fortnite, like a year ago or five million years ago, mm -hmm. um, was he he would do all the dances. Like he would start yeah. doing the dances and everything. And and sometimes he'd just be sitting there at dinner and just randomly break out into some weird gyrations of a Fortnite dance. Mm -hmm. And so then I started kind of making fun of him. Like, because mm -hmm. he would do that. And I don't even know if he knew he was doing it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I would walk through the room while he's like sitting there doing his homework or reading a book or whatever. And I would stop as I'm walking through the middle of the room. And I would just like start, yeah, like yeah. not even, but not even trying to get it right. Yeah. Like doing the worst Fortnite dances right, I could possibly right. think of. And he just look up and said, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, isn't this uh, Orange Julius? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Orange, Ju what is that? It's <laughs> like, oh man, you don't know what Orange Julius is. I said, no, isn't that the dance? Orange Julius from Fortnite. I know exactly what it is. And he's like, Dad, it's Orange Justice. Okay, it's just if you're gonna say it, get it right. <laughs> That's awesome. And so That's I awesome. said, so after a while, I was like, you know what I'm gonna do, buddy? I think because I haven't seen this yet. I think I'm gonna start a YouTube channel, and I think my YouTube channel is gonna be Dad Does Fortnite. That's awesome. And where I try to do, I try to attempt all the Fortnite. Do you think that would get a lot of views? He's like, Dad, please don't. <laughs> like, please, I'm begging you. Like, I would give you part of my allowance if you just would not do that. <laughs> I would well, give you part of my allowance, which I, technically is yours. Right. But that's okay. You know, it's it's like the it's like the, the naked, naked gun. gun. It's like, it spot oh, me a twenty. Spot me a twenty. There you go. There. You go. there take that. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I remember. I don't. Here, would this help? Yeah. Um, Okay. So Naked Gun will come here in a few minutes, but um, so here's here's a little bit of the time warp that we're doing right now is we were actually, so when will then be now, Pat and I are sitting down to record some different episodes. Mm -hmm. We already had the Naked Gun episode in the can, so to speak, mm -hmm. and then Stan Lee went and passed away. So we kind of were like, well, let's at least throw in a little segment here to our Naked Gun episode before mm -hmm. we share that out with the world since it's a timely thing, but uh, we're not going to spend a huge amount of time uh, talking about it, but um, so many, I think so many of the movies that we've enjoyed and watched over yeah. the last few years have featured Stan Lee or he created the characters oh, yeah. that showed up in these movies, so I figured we should just take a few minutes and yeah. pay a little respect to Stan the Man, yeah, Excelsior, exactly, and so on. Um, yeah, so like... I don't even know where to start with that. Like favorite, uh, do you have like a favorite character Wolverine. that you know Stanley has created? Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, okay. he'd be my favorite character. Okay. What about yours? Um, if you know, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking about, well, you know, actually, Wolverine. Wolverine not created by Stanley. Really. Really. Huh. Uh, I, well, you know what? It's, let me look it up. Look it up. Let's Len, get the list. Len Wein or Ween. I don't know how you say his last name. I know he's one of the creators. Okay. But there's some others. Well, first of all, I'm sorry for getting that wrong. No, no, And, and I'll, you know, full disclosure, I obviously <laughs> don't know comic books that well. No, that's right. But here's the thing, since Jeff was talking but you, about you're just, I mean, you were assuming Marvel, so. I was assuming yeah, Marvel, because yeah. Jeff... Uh, Wolverine Jeff. created by Len Wein, I think okay. that's how you say it, Roy Thomas, and John Romita Sr. Oh. Well, thank you guys for creating my favorite Marvel character. There you go. I guess we, I, I will need a list of what Stan Lee has done. Mm -hmm. And see, because Jeff mentioned, like, um, Captain uh, America. And then we got into a talk. I said, well, which ones has he done? Because that's, that's always the name. Mm -hmm. So did he just do a lot of the writing? Did he take the characters and... 
So he did, yeah, like, well, I mean, he kind of created or co-created a ton of the Marvel characters. Okay. And then he would do, you know, he then he'd write the stories gotcha. for the characters. Um, there's a ridiculous list of characters that were created by Stan Lee. Um, or or co-created in some way. Here's a, I will, I will move my computer screen over so you can see some of these. But things like um, uh, Ant-Man, um, the Hulk, X-Men, uh, the Avengers. Um, but but Captain America is an Avenger, and right. Yeah, like uh, Captain Marvel. You know what? Did he not create Captain America? That's what Jeff claimed. You know what? I don't know that he did. So yeah, so that would even be another one that Captain America. Let me Google it to steal a, a catchphrase. Oh, uh, he's a Jack Kirby character. So Jack Kirby is another kind of like legend that okay. was around the time of Stanley yeah. that created a bunch of characters for both DC and Marvel. Yeah, um, and a couple of other companies too, I think. But yeah, so that's that's not a uh, that's not a Stanley one. A lot of the X Men, especially the the original. X-Men characters. Some of the supporting characters for Captain America, like Peggy Carter, mm -hmm. um, Sharon Carter, those characters. Uh, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom, Galactus, the Fantastic Four. Um, I already said Incredible Hulk. Oh, man, who else? Um, well, and then it gets into... Iceman, Iron Man, all those different characters. Well, I guess because of the movies. Mm -hmm. I like Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And I like uh, Magneto. Yeah. But then again, it you know that was kind of taking one person's creation and, and realizing it in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you know, I you know in the comic book, do I have the same affinity for them? But I don't know. I guess those would be some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I guess Magneto and and um, whoever the other guy I just mentioned was. Mm -hmm. I lost my train of thought. I don't know. I kind of yeah. like them all. Yeah. I'm, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to go with, and, and this may be like the answer oh, yeah. that's the, the classic answer anybody would give, but um, I think I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Yeah, okay. Because, I, you know, Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man might be the most popular character yeah. that he created just because Spider-Man was different from so many of the other characters because Spider-Man was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like all the other characters, already adults for the most part. Um, Spider-Man's a kid in high school. Yeah. Like, not a lot of other superheroes were kids in high school, and, you know, that was kind of like, that's just, back then, that was your target audience for comic books anyway, was kids in high school, like that age, and I think that even if you were to look at something like a Batman or a Superman, or, like, where people know those characters' names, I'd almost hazard a guess and say that Spider-Man is still maybe even more popular than, than mm -hmm. those guys, even though I'm totally... A DC guy, and I'm, I'm totally a, a Superman fan. I think that Spider-Man is probably probably going to be the more popular mm -hmm. of the superhero, just because it kind of crosses age barriers and all kinds of other yeah. stuff. And so I might go with Spider-Man, even though I'm Good not. Choice. You know, Spider-Man's not like my number one comic book hero. Um, that's of the ones that he created. I do love the X-Men. Like I always love the X-Men. I used to buy X-Men comics left and right. Um, Love those characters, but I maybe I think I'm just in terms of like the one character itself, I probably have to go with Spider Man. Yeah, so, all right. So that'll be my favorite. Yeah, I I think I'll I'll say I I found the I like the Magneto character, um, and then uh, I, boy I don't know Storm always seemed pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know Doctor Strange 
I find that interesting. But again, mm -hmm. see, I I came to it like watching. And I'm not sure. And I'm not sure he created Storm. Oh jeez. Okay, that's so a later. I'm just pulling a jerk <laughs> move here. I'm pulling no, no, a jerk no, 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 move. Because you're, we're, I mean, because we're in comic book territory. Yeah, and, and I'm, like, that's that's. And like Storm is a character that came later. Like okay. she came much later than well, the original X Men. So there was, I think, if I'm pulling like from the back of my brain without looking it up, I think Chris Claremont. Okay. Maybe is the name of the guy that created right. Storm, but yeah, it's. And so I'm just, I'm just, man. No, you're doing I'm, fine. <laughs> I, I, did he create Magneto? X-Men in general. Magneto, um, I think he did. Well, because that's the original X-Men, so I think he did create Magneto. Okay, good. Yeah. Then we're going to go with that one. Yeah. All right, we're going to go with that. I'll, I'll look it up for you just to make sure really Please fast. Please make but, sure. Make sure. Um, yes, Magneto. Okay, okay. good. Okay, so we can go with that. Yeah, good. We're all fine here. Uh, we're all fine here. Um, How are you? Okay. Hmm. The uh, Or Iron Man. I'd say Iron Man. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah. But again, I don't know how that's different between the comics and the movies. See, I came mm -hmm. to it, obviously, watching the cartoons yeah. in the 90s. Comic books, my friends said, hey, read this, read this. Mm -hmm. and, and then the movies. And I, but what always got me is that they, they described it that a lot of the characters that he would create or that were in these were, they would all have something that would appeal to, well, obviously, would appeal to mm -hmm. young, young, you know, mm -hmm. young boys and, and guys in high school and all that. But moreover... It was because that they might not feel like they totally fit in, like most middle right. school kids. And each character kind of had their own thing mm -hmm. that didn't let them fit in. Cyclops had glasses. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, he shot laser beams out of him. Mm -hmm. Hulk would get really, really angry right. and then, like, just go crazy. Right. And so each each person, you would you would read that, and each character was like, oh, I can identify with that, mm -hmm. even though it was fantastic right. in what they did. And that was like, oh, yeah, that's that's true. And in many ways... It's almost like the modern day, well, modern day, we're dating back to the 60s here, but I mean, the, the modern day tall tales, mm -hmm. you know, what, like, maybe our parents' generation, unless they read comics too, but like our parents and our parents' parents' generation, they grew up with stories of, you know, Paul Bunyan and Babe mm -hmm. the Blue Ox and right. all this kind of stuff. You know, this, these are, this is our folklore. Right. And so when we see these movies, you know, that's... Oh, heard, heard of kids coming by. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, it's, this is our folklore. Yeah. And so I think we can identify with these characters because they have flaws that we can identify right. with. They have right. strengths that we would like to see in ourselves. Yeah. You know, so... And I think that's the difference between... And, and, and I've said this many times before and just a couple of minutes ago. I am overall more of a DC fan mm -hmm. than a Marvel fan. Um, but one of the things I've always appreciated about Marvel Comics is that their characters, just as you mentioned, their characters have flaws. Like, the DC characters... And they're starting... DC has done that more over the years because Marvel, for many years, was kicking DC's butt in terms mm -hmm. of sales. Um, and I think DC... at, at at some point might have realized that, oh, hey, maybe we should emulate some of what Marvel's doing and, and maybe add some, you know, character flaws to mm -hmm. our heroes to make them more relatable. But I always saw the difference as being that Marvel was much more grounded in reality mm -hmm. and that these characters were, at their heart, basically human. Mm -hmm. They just had powers. Whereas DC was more like, these are these are like gods. These are like... Greek legends, these are, like you said, the, mm -hmm. the, I mean, these are the stories of legends. Mm -hmm. um, and so you don't necessarily have tons of flaws mm -hmm. in these legendary characters. You know, you think of, like, Superman, he's got a weakness. But, like, especially back in the older comics, Superman's not sitting around going, oh, man, am I, I don't know if I fit. I don't know if I'm human. I don't know if I'm Kryptonian. 
ah, I just don't know, where do I fit in? And Superman was never really like that. Mm -hmm. It was always, hey, I've got powers, I can save people, and oh no, kryptonite. Um, so they had weaknesses, and even Batman kind of the same way. You know, they've either got weaknesses or they have something horrible that happened to them at one point. But I don't think a lot of the DC characters had like an ongoing flaw that they had to constantly deal with. Right. Whereas the Marvel characters from the get-go, I mean, the X-Men were kind of a symbol for um, racism in the 60s and having to deal with a society that hates and fears them just because they look different or they can do Mm -hmm. different things or whatever um you know iron man had the issue of you know he had the the war wound that he needed to have the the reactor that would protect his heart and keep the shrapnel from getting to his heart um he also was an alcoholic for Mm -hmm. some of the the comics um you know and you just had all the different characters had their had their different things spider-man was a high school nerd Mm -hmm. um you know, he had to balance taking care of his aunt with going to school, with, you know, taking photographs for the newspaper, with, hey, I'm a high school kid, and high school's a weird, awkward time, and mm-hmm. I got a girlfriend, and like all this other stuff. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the... And, and Marvel, um, they always made sure that their locations were real. Like, whereas Marvel does their stuff in New York City, like the, the, the X-Men are in upstate New York, Spider-Man's in New York City... Um, DC was always, no, 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 we have fictional cities, it's Mm -hmm. Gotham, it's Metropolis, it's, um, you know, uh, all these different places, um, that our characters exist, and so, that's one of the things I always appreciated about Stan Lee's characters, was he brought a level of humanity to what were basically kids' books. Mm Mm-hmm. I just thought he did an amazing job at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm just. Well, I'm gonna end up repeating it, but yeah, I yeah. think I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and and I, it makes sense again for my limited understanding mm-hmm. of comics. It, it makes sense what you're talking about between the DC and the Marvel, and that, and that was something that I found myself as I was be explaining it to other people. I think that's why that the, this just, it just clicked so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I saw Stan Lee from afar, like several times, because yeah. he would come to some of the comic book shows I would go to. Um, and then this last, this was maybe two years ago was his last, because he was getting older, and mm-hmm. I think maybe it was a couple years ago, I don't think it was last year, was they, they kind of announced this is going to be his last time making the comic book show circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy was 93 years old yeah. when they made that announcement. Um, so they said, you know, obviously if you want to get autographs, you want to get pictures taken with him, this is the year to do it. And... I thought about it, like I went back and forth on it, but, you know, some of his, a lot of times you go to these shows, and especially somebody like a Stan Lee, it's 75, 80 bucks to just get them to sign something, and then like 75, 80 bucks to get a picture taken with them, and I thought, you know, that would be really cool. I wouldn't be doing it to be like, hey, look, I got this thing that's super valuable because Stan Lee signed my comic, or it would just be more of a, hey, I got to meet Stan Lee, that was pretty cool, let's take a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... Like, I don't know. I don't know that I need to spend a hundred and some dollars to get a picture taken with Stan Lee. I, yeah. I, I saw him from like 50 feet away. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool. I got to be in the same room with Stan Lee. I got to see him live and in person. Yeah. That's all I need. Right. I don't need. I, and I'm not saying that's against anybody who, you know, paid to get their picture taken with him, but it, that's. Was your call? That's you. Yeah. That was my call. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, so that was kind of cool getting to see him kind of live and in person a couple times. Uh, so last, last kind of Stanley question I'll ask for us, and then we'll we'll move on to getting back into our uh, Naked Gun episode here is: of all the times Stanley made a cameo in a movie, whether it was in 
some movie completely different from a Marvel movie, because he showed up in a few here and there, or when he would show up as his like brief like one or two second cameo in the Marvel movies, do you have a favorite one? I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Didn't he appear in one of the Deadpool? Was it the Deadpool two trailer? Uh, I think he Zip was, it, Stampy. Yeah, yeah. I, th I guess that was probably mm -hmm. my favorite. You yeah. Know, that one was good. Because okay. he didn't appear in the X-Men ones. Um, Not as frequently as he did in them. I don't think he did. I'm trying to remember now. Okay. Well, no. I have to look I, it up. I don't yeah, know. The I, original X-Men's, I don't remember. I think that would have been the best. Is mm -hmm. Whatever. You know what? I don't know if I've seen Deadpool 2. Okay. What's wrong with me? I, it's It's good stuff. Yeah, I don't... But I think it was in the trailer for Deadpool 2. Doesn't yeah. he run up and yeah, he's yeah. like, what are you... He's like, yeah. zip it, Stanley. Yeah, he's like, Stanley steps out of a phone booth or yeah, something. That's like, right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to see that one. It was good. Yeah. It's out on video now, so... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Actually, they're re-releasing a PG-13 version of it in the theaters. Sure. Again, for like Christmas time. But I kind of feel like if you're going to go see that movie, just... But it's Deadpool. Go yeah. see the R-rated version. Yeah, and I mean, get your get yeah. your Deadpool fix. And then just wait till the kids are seventeen and bring them. Right. Okay. All right. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Whatever. Right. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with non-Marvel, like overall favorite Stanley mm -hmm. appearance. And Jeff and I, we've been texting back and forth about yeah, this like, repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mallrats. Yeah. I love I love the Mallrats movie. I. And I, when I when we were doing that texting back and forth, I was like, "Oh, now that you've done this to me, Jeff, I got to go downstairs, get my copy of Mallrats, and watch it." Right. And then I went downstairs and I was like, "I don't have a copy of Mallrats." So Jeff, my hero, Jeff Mazuka, everybody is is a man among men. Yes. Man of the hour. Man of on the hour. hour mm -hmm. Every hour. I'm not sure what we're talking I don't, about. I don't at this know. Point, I don't know. What's, but whatever. Thank happens. you, Jeff. You you've saved me. Um, so I, he, I got a copy of uh, Mall Rats from Jeff, and I got to watch Mall Rats, and that's, I returned that's the copy, and I, now I'm going to go get my own. Um, but Mall Rats, yeah. Have you ever seen Mall Rats? I have seen Mall Rats. You've seen Mall Rats, okay. So that whole scene of like he, he meets Brody, mm -hmm. and he's trying to talk to him about love and relationships, and, and Brody's like, why do you keep talking about like love stuff? I'm trying to talk about comic book stuff. And you know he's and he starts like listing off all the different questions he's got like so like Mr. Fantastic Fantastic Four can his whole body stretch like that and um, you know and then he tells him this whole story of like you know I created these characters because I, it was because of that one girl that got away and mm -hmm. then I just I love that scene later on like a couple scenes later where Stanley is walking by and yeah. all of a sudden he uh, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. T S hops out and he's like he's like hey how'd it go he's like yeah I think you bought the whole thing he's like yeah what you tell him. Well, it was the story from uh, Spider-Man number when, when Gwen Stacy, yeah, yeah, her vulture, vulture yeah. soliloquy from this one. Um, yeah, but just love That's love cool. that appearance of him. If I had to pick one from the actual Marvel movies, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's Civil War. Okay. When he shows up at the delivery man at the end of the movie, okay. and he's like, "Are you uh, Tony <laughs> Stank?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That one's good. And 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 uh, yes. War Machine is just like, here. He's like, yes, 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 yes. This, is, this, this is Tony. This, this is Tony Stank, right? Yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I do love that one. Um, but just so many fun. Like the fact that he was able to inject himself into sure. each of those movies and and just you know bring his larger than life character to yeah. each of the Marvel movies. And, That's very cool. Yeah. So, so Stan, you'll be missed. Yes. Excelsior. Thank you for all that you did, like all you created. 
I don't know if he's listening to the podcast right now, but well, if he is, thank if you. Is. And I'm sorry about screwing up which characters, but he's, thank he's you. He's mowing the great lawn in the sky. That sounds good. Yeah. And if you wrote good Wolverine stories, then <laughs> I, I, I he might have. He might have written some Wolverine stories. And off the top of my head, I don't know, but well, I mean, he might if he came back and wrote some X Men stories mm-hmm. later on. Then he might have written some Wolverine ones, but yeah, yeah. He created the original X Men, of which Wolverine became part of. So he influenced. The creation of Wolverine. It's, it's all good. It's all good. That was just yeah. funny that every guy named no, he didn't create. <laughs> oh, I love Storm. I love Wolverine. And yeah. No, neither one of those. Yeah. Damn. I was just waiting for you to be like, yeah, and then Wonder Woman. Yes. I, Man. When Mizuka sent out the, the, the message mm-hmm. uh, and he said, what movie do I watch tonight? Mm-hmm. I just so much wanted to be a jerk and be like, Man of Steel or Wonder Woman, man. Those are the top yeah. two. Didn't you respond to Logan? I did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then he was like, ooh, good choice. I think yeah. I'll watch, you know, because... Um, because he's like, Cap- I was thinking Captain mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was, yeah. 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 Well, Professor X is in Logan, so that's a, that's that's what a character. That's, right, yeah. that's what you were talking about. That's what you meant. That's, mm-hmm. It is what I meant. All right. Well, thank you, Pat. Now, hey. for some weird reason, when we get to the end of this little segment here, you're going to disappear. Gonna, I'm going to disappear. You're going to disappear. You're not going to be here anymore, and you will be replaced by Bo. I will become one with the Force. Okay. Oh. Now that, following one, that, wait, wait, hold on. One with the Force, and the Force is with me. And, and one second, I just, after, the juxtaposition of those two statements, that mm-hmm. I will be gone, Bo will be here, and I will be one with the Force. I don't mm-hmm. know how that all plays I, I together. I don't. I don't either. Embrace the paradox. There Embrace is. the paradox. All right. Okay, well, um, so we're going to move on into talking about Naked Gun. So we'll see you back here next time. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird little time warp. I feel like I need to have like a sound effect, but like... Yeah, I know. I know. I know. This is like those scenes where it, it's like in Star Trek where, where like they're moving at a different time. Mm-hmm. than everyone else is, and if they step out, then suddenly they like get... it's a different phase. It's a different it's phase, a, yeah. yeah. Phase just, in and out of time. We need a, a concentrated tachyon pulse, I That's feel like, to exactly get you right. to get you back here in a couple of weeks so that we can talk about a different a couple, movie. A, a week ago, when we were talking about the, um, what, what would you invent? Yeah. And I was like, you know, the renewable fuel source? Yeah. And then I was like, or how about a food that could feed everybody? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should have just said quadrotriticately. Quadrotriticately. I can't pronounce it. That's what I can say. But the thing, just totally like... You know, there you go. geek out on that, but I didn't, and right. that moment is gone. But That's it's right. not because it was. It was then. But now, now I'm messed up, man. Let's do the time warp again. Yeah. Oh man, we missed that movie. That was years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Pat. We'll see you back here in a week. All right. See you in a week. This week in 88, from about November 14th to November 20th, on November 18th, we have Ted Turner buying the company that he would rebrand as World Championship Wrestling, the WCW. Uh, On November 19th, Chicago Blackhawks player Patrick Kane was born. He was just the baby. Uh, Let's see, top song was Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Top book was The Sands of Time by Sidney Sheldon. And top movie for the week ending November 20th was The Land Before Time. Aww. Aww. Littlefoot, you go without Petrie? I, just, <laughs> I know the movie well, I just don't know what that is. No, I don't now. think there's a response to that. I oh, just, there's not? Okay. No, it's just, like, uh, it's just it's just pleading and cute. and Pleading, not bleeding. That would make it a lot less cute it if he was. was bleeding. That's a different movie. 
this movie is called The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad, and I don't think for many, many years I didn't realize it had the subtitle. Because um, I didn't realize there was also the TV series that... Short-lived kind of TV yeah. series, but yes. So I didn't realize Another the full name of, was... Another example of a TV series that didn't <clears throat> do so well, but the mm -hmm. movies... But the movie did fine. ...did quite well. Uh, this movie came out on the 2nd of December, 1988, rated PG-13, was one hour and 25 minutes, um, directed by David Zucker, who also did Ruthless People and Basketball. Producer was Robert K. Weiss, who did Blues Brothers, The Naked Gun Series, and Tommy Boy. Writers for this one were Jerry Zucker, who did Airplane, Jim Abrams, uh, Abrahams, who did Hot Shots, uh, David Zucker, who also did Airplane, and Pat Proft, who also did Hot Shots. They did a lot of other things, but those are just mm. kind of the main one big thing they did. Uh, cinematography by Robert M. Stevens, who also did The Burbs and Murder at 1600. Music by Ira Newborn, who did Ferris Bueller, Uncle Buck, and Ace Ventura. The budget was $12 million. The box office was $78.8 million. Flick Metrics gives this a 79, a Rotten Tomato uh, critic score of 87, a Rotten Tomato audience rating of 84, IMDb gives it a 76, Letterboxd gives it a 73, and Metascore gives it a 76. Starring Leslie Nielsen, who died in 2010, as Frank Drebin. Uh, he was in Airplane in the Naked Gun movies. Priscilla Presley as Jane Spencer. She was in the Naked Gun movies and the TV show Dallas. Sorry. I grew up in Dallas, so... He just went on a tangent that mm -hmm. frightened me, everyone. That's okay. I grew up in Dallas, so basically that song played throughout my entire childhood. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> JR might have gotten shot. I don't know. That's what they tell me. Mm -hmm. Might have happened. It was a big deal trying to figure out who shot mm -hmm. him. I'm just wondering. I remember that being a big deal. I remember as a kid. I wonder if more money was spent thinking wondering that that was a big who deal. shot JR or who shot Mr. Burns. Hmm. Mm -hmm. JR. I'm going to go with JR. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Montalban, Khan himself. Um, died in 2009. He played Vincent Ludwig. He was in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan and Fantasy Island. Eh, both. Uh, George Kennedy died in 2016. He played Ed Hocken. He was in Cool Hand Luke and Charade. O.J. Simpson played Nordberg. He was in the Naked Gun movies and The Towering Inferno. In this city, there's crime on every street. But one man has seen enough. He's Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest for one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's grab a bite to eat. He's a good cop who's having a bad day. His best friend... Oh, everyone should have a friend like you. ...is in a coma. As soon as Nordberg is better, he's welcome back at police squad. But I wouldn't wait until the last minute to fill out those organ donor cards. His girlfriend asked him to look her up. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. And his city is in the hands of a master criminal with a sinister plan. I must kill the queen. How can any police story contain this much action? This much romance? I like cops. Alrighty. Or this much baseball. Starring Leslie Nielsen, a cop who's always on the alert. Mikhail Gorbachev. I knew it. Queen Elizabeth, everyone's favorite queen. 
Priscilla Presley, a woman who really cooks. How hot and wet do you like it? Ricardo Montalban. Frank. You're both right. George Kennedy, the partner with an appetite for danger. O.J. Simpson, as you've never seen him before. And Reggie Jackson in his first dramatic role. In a movie so big, it had to be filmed in color. The Naked Gun, from the files of Police Squad. See you then. Okay, so very silly question, but is this the first time you've seen this movie? <laughs> no, no, not a chance. <laughs> so not the first time you've seen it. Did you? How old were you, do you think, when you first saw it? I have no concept, but I'm going to say younger than I should have been. Okay. Because there are definitely some jokes in here that I mm-hmm. probably shouldn't. Although it's PG-13, but mm-hmm. I was younger than 13. Well, it was also an 80s PG-13, which I true. think is a little bit different than That's true. PG-13 today. Yeah. Yeah, I was way too young. <laughs> I guarantee it. Uh-huh. Um, this was... This might have been one of those movies that this... Watching it for the podcast this time was the first time I had seen it from start to finish. Okay. Because so, it is on a lot. And yes. You can just find it and... It, yeah. it, I think the other times I've watched it... That. The other times I've watched it have either been that it was on TV or... I don't know if I, you know, maybe watching clips of it on in, on the internet, on YouTube, somewhere like that. But the times that I watched it, I remember not having seen it all from beginning to end in one sitting. So this was the first time that I actually sat down and, and watched through the whole thing. And I'll admit, the opening stuff, that opening scene where Nordberg gets shot, mm-hmm. I don't often catch... Yeah, that part in particular was one I had not seen before. Yeah. So, so um, I must have I must have come into the movie late and for whatever reason I seem to come in a lot. I remember the part where he's in the hospital. Yeah. And they're going through all that stuff. I seem to come in a lot on the docks. <laughs> we can save his arm. Where do you want it sent? <laughs> I seem to come in at the dock scene a lot for whatever reason okay. when they're out there and the guys they have the paint outline in the water, which. Yes. I remember, Can you spot me a twenty? <laughs> I remember thinking that that was the funniest uh-huh. thing. I know if I showed that to my kids, I think they would get it. Like, we've, we've talked before, like, my daughter in particular has a sophisticated sense yes. of humor. I think she would get the funny in that. She would. Like, I, I, think certain, would. I think certain kids at a certain age would not get the fact that they're just trading back and forth the same $20 bills. And then in the end, he's like, well, I'm, I'm still not sure I know the answer to that. Well, can, oh, man, I don't have any, can you spot me a 20 Here. Well, there. <laughs> yeah. I think they would get it, but, yeah. yeah. That's good funny. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, this, this movie, I, this is one of those movies that I almost worry that when we go to podcast it, like, what are you going to talk about? Where do you start? Do you just start like quoting the movie back and forth or do you just, I mean, the story is fairly simple. The -hmm. story is there's, you know, obviously it opens up with Nordberg getting shot up after he went on the boat, um, and was trying to break up this drug ring or, or whatever it was that was happening. It was the heroin, um, and then it goes into the idea that the queen is coming for a visit. She's going to be coming to a baseball game, and they need to protect her. And uh, police squad is going to be making sure that she's safe while she's there. But then at the same time, they're investigating what happened to Nordberg. And 
all the stuff with Ricardo Montalban being the, the, the villain, kind of the wealthy villain that nobody knows is the villain. He looks like the fine upstanding uh, member of society and all that. And um, so the story itself is pretty basic. And I think the, the big point of this movie that I think most people latch onto is just the constant one-liners. Mm-hmm. Or the or the constant setup for the one-liner um, that just it, it, this movie and Airplane. I mean, I know they're written by some of the same people, but right. it's just. I but mean, you the, can see it. I oh mean, yeah. Oh yeah. It's just you. You know, if you've seen Airplane, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. If you've seen these type of movies, you know that you're just going to go in and it's kind of like we talked last week about the Yahoo Serious movie, and we're like, it's just too goofy. It's too weird, it's too quirky, it's too goofy. But then I watched this one almost immediately after watching Young Einstein. And I was like, this is really funny. I love this movie. It's it's probably one of my favorite comedies from the 80s. But is it any more or less goofy than Young Einstein was? Right. Like The story makes a little bit more sense. But it just... I don't know. I don't know, because I, I think it's equally as goofy. And equally as quirky as Young Einstein, but just in a but it's different enough way. Written cleaner, yeah, maybe. And there's a story. Like mm-hmm. I think I was, I think I said it before we started recording. It has a through line. It has a purpose for existing mm-hmm. other than the comedy. Right. It's a stupid through line, but it has one. Right. You know, it's you know, rogue detective who. Solves crimes by being an idiot, mm-hmm. basically. Um, As you do. Right, but th- but there's legitimate stuff. There's right. the queen's in town, we have to protect her. There's this drug ring. There's an assassination attempt. There's, you know, a corrupt businessman. There's There are actual things, and the comedy happens around it. And that's why I think it succeeds. Yeah. I think it's why all these succeed. Airplane's the same thing. Right. There's a story there, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, mm-hmm. quirky, you yeah. know, without a doubt. I mean, come on. Yeah. Now, I know with this one, I, I remember this movie. I remember it from having watched it at different times. I don't know that I remember much about the sequels. Yeah, I don't either. I know like they I, exist. Yeah, I know they Two and exist. Two and a half, 33 and a third. Right. And I know I, I can I... probably remember some scenes, but I think, like, some of the scenes in this movie, I think I thought were in one of the sequels. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, no, that's the first one. Okay. I would have to s- see a few minutes of each one to sort of remember mm-hmm. the story, then some of it might come back. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking they were funny, not as funny as the original. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's a nice beaver. I mean, you can't beat that, like, because it's Thank funny. Thank you, I just had it stuffed. Right, because it was funny, but yeah. it wasn't funny. I think that's the other thing that makes this so funny is Frank is not trying to be funny. No. He plays it straight, mm-hmm. as straight he's, as an arrow. He, he's the straight man that doesn't know he's yeah. being ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why I think it does so well. Mm-hmm. I feel like young Einstein might have been trying to mm-hmm. be funny. Maybe that's where we had trouble yeah. with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause trying I, too after, hard, maybe. Yeah. You know. I, I think it has a lot to do with the story. Mm-hmm. Like you said, because I just I keep going back to that. I, after I watched these two back to back, I was like, really, in terms of the maybe like the style of the comedy, and even in terms of some of the delivery of the lines, they're very similar to each other. 
but I really, it, Young Einstein did not hold up for me after mm -hmm. watching it as a kid. And Naked Gun was like, oh man, this is, it's like an old funny friend uh -huh. that you're back again and, and you're still funny. And yeah, so this I don't know, I, but it just doesn't, to me, when I think of like the style of comedy, mm -hmm. they seem so similar. I'm like, why do I not like, and I think it has to do with the story. It has to do with the story. And I think it also has to do with some of the jokes in Young Einstein Fall Flat, maybe just because they they might only be as funny if you were from Australia? I think so. I think the more I read about the movie, the more I, the more they referenced, like, mm -hmm. the apple joke was right. a very Australian it's joke. A, it's a very Tasmanian thing. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Made right. no sense to me. It didn't even okay. play like a joke. <laughs> yeah. I just Apparently thought it was weird. There's really, apples everywhere. Apparently that was really funny. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, so we had the baseball jokes in this one, and I'm oh sure other God. countries probably didn't get the didn't get all it's the baseball true. jokes. So it's true. I love the national anthem when he's singing it. <laughs> and I didn't remember that part. And I'm like, I just I don't remember this. Part. I know that he sings the national anthem. I can only imagine how he's going to mess it up. The land of the land. <laughs> and then I love when he saves everybody afterwards. The people are all chanting the name of the singer, yeah, not his name. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh Palazzo, man, <laughs> oh Frank, it's oh. horrible. That's so horrible." I know it. My father went the same way. <laughs> really? Really? Okay. But no, but Frank doesn't even react. Like that's the. He kind of gives him like, a little bit of like a weird sideways look. He's like, "Yeah, but that's it. Like <laughs> that's it's it. not that's like." Mm, yeah. Nobody nobody questions the stupidity of nope. anything that happens in this movie. Frank, they're not here for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. <laughs> Which goes to the reason why I reference Weird Al in one of my five questions for us. Ah! Here, here in a minute. Yeah. Weird Al shows up for a grand total of like five seconds. seconds maybe yeah. not even 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Um, and I, uh, just some of that, because I know we're going to start quoting it now. So just some of the stuff in here. So I, I, oh, so I have a page open here with a whole bunch of the quotes. Um, Drebin, I don't want any more trouble like you had last year on the south side. Understand? That's my policy. Yes, well, when I see five weirdos dressed in togas stabbing a guy in the middle of the park in full view of a hundred people, I shoot the... That's my policy. That was Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar, you moron. You killed five actors. Good ones. Part of me wants to know, like, if they had been bad actors, would that be okay? <laughs> How good are they if they're doing Shakespeare in the park? Well, I, maybe so. Maybe so. Well, I promise you, whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's go grab a bite let's to eat. Let's go grab a bite to eat. <laughs> but still, one of my favorite ones is the, it's the same old story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy, boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl, girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year? No. The worst. <laughs> oh, man. Um... I was talking to Jeff earlier today, and we were we were doing some uh, quoting back and forth of this movie, and uh, one of the one of the ones that that we were remembering was, uh, or one of the ones that I remembered when I was talking to him was, Jane. Since I've met you, I've noticed things I never knew were there before: birds singing, dew glistening on a newly formed leaf, stoplights. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's I just, know. It, it will it will be so serious, and he does it so deadpan. It's so serious until the last word. Stoplights. Yeah. And then if you're not, then there might be another joke immediately after that. So if you're not paying attention, sometimes you don't catch those. You gotta and see I, at least twice. Are, right. Those are the ones that I love. The little jokes that people won't catch because 
it moves on and if you if you need to think about it for a second then it may take you a minute you're like <laughs> I get it if he didn't notice stoplights before he would be like putting people in danger and crashing his car and it, it's it's little stuff like that it's kind of like the my one of my favorite lines in one of the Star Wars movies is when R2 and 3PO are walking out of the corridor in Empire Strikes Back at the beginning of the movie and they're just having this little conversation and I think most people don't even pay attention to what they're saying but I love that whole it's a that conversation is the funniest conversation to me when they're talking and he's like well of course it's freezing in the princess's chamber how am i ever going to dry out all of her clothes <laughs> i merely commented it was freezing in the princess's chamber how am i going to dry out all her clothes <laughs> like so you listen to that conversation if you don't pay attention this the backstory to that that you get is 3po says it's cold so r2 is like oh, all right fine i'll turn up the heat <laughs> in an ice base you yeah. turned up the heat and you melted the and princess's melted room. The room yeah yeah not a good idea mm. Just think, next time I shoot someone, I could be arrested. <laughs> I did the part when he's in the when he's in the when Nordberg's in the hospital and they're trying to get him to talk. He's like, "Drugs, drugs, Sorry. nurse, come on, come over here." He's, can't you see he's in pain? Give him a shot. No, no, heroin, heroin, Frank. That's good. Uh, Nordberg, that's a that's a pretty tall order. You're gonna give me a couple of days for that one. <laughs> oh. And just, I, I love the fact that the villain is Khan. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> and apparently he got the part from playing Khan in Star Trek II. They were like, he's a great villain. Let's have him be the villain in this movie. And he is. And he a is. Fantastic he's a fantastic villain. a wonderful villain. Oh, man. All right. Well, I don't know. In, in terms of talking about the movie, I don't know that we got too much else. No. Do I you have, do you have a favorite scene? <clears throat> I know that's hard to pull uh, out of this movie, but... Well, the question is, and I, I never know which to say i never know if when i'm talking about a favorite scene am i supposed to do i like the scene itself better or the aftermath better and i think it's the after aftermath okay it is when the mayor is reading the charges against frank after mm -hmm. his uh snooping at the office yeah and i, I want to see if um if they have it on this quotes page because i would like to um yeah, reading Frank's charges. Entering without a search warrant. Destroying property. Arson. Sexual assault with a concrete... <laughs> what the f*** were you doing there in the first place? It's just so good. And the whole scene leading up to it is hysterical. Mm -hmm. With him bumbling around in there, hanging off of the statue, pulling the giant concrete mm -hmm. into the room with him. That whole thing is just so good. But I think the aftermath is my favorite, where mm -hmm. she's reading it off, and you're just... And she's reading it, like, again, seriously, like, that's yeah. a charge. Yeah. Sexual assault with a con. That happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm -hmm. would be my favorite scene. Sure. No. Um, I think... I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think of a favorite scene. I... Maybe the baseball game yeah. at the end. The baseball game is pretty funny. Um, getting, getting into the argument. And then when he finally sees the guy with the gun, he pulls the gun and the rest of them are like, oh, no, no, you made the right call. You made, oh, that's totally fine. We'll, we'll back off a little bit. Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's probably one of my, one of my favorite scenes. Um, all right. So I, in terms of the movie, I think that probably 
That probably yeah, does it because I mean, it's, we can sit here and do it's naked all day, gun. Like, what are you it's gonna, naked gun. Go right. see it if you Go watch have it. it. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Um, actually, one of the things I thought of, and I'll see what you think about this: mm. if they were ever going to make a remake mm. of this, because Le- Leslie Nielsen's not around anymore, he did. Yeah. So if they were going to make a remake of this, I was actually thinking of this. I, I hadn't originally thought of asking this question, but I'm watching the movie and I'm like, you know what? I did, like all of a sudden I was like, this other actor would be perfect if they decided to make a remake of this. So I'm going to ask you, if they were going to make a remake of this, who would you put in the Frank Drebin role? Because mm. I have mine, and I'm just curious to see if you have an idea as to who you think might be a good fit for that. Interesting. Jack Black would be interesting. It could be good. Hmm. Mine was Bruce Campbell. Oh, that would be very good. I think Bruce Campbell, especially now that Bruce Campbell's a little bit older, mm-hmm. that would I be think fantastic. That he could, I think he could very much pull off. Yes. His humor is nearly exactly the same as what fits for these kind of movies. Yes. So I, just, I as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, Leslie Nielsen's dead. If they were going to do another one, who could they put it up? Oh, Bruce Campbell. He like yeah. immediately came to mind. So I'm like, that would be perfect. So Bruce, I don't know if you're listening to this episode or not. Sometimes I know you, you kind of come and go from the podcast. and um, But uh, if you're mowing your lawn today and, and listening to this or, or driving around the car, um, first of all, um, I know it's not up to you, but I kind of wish that they hadn't ended Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, but that's okay. It's not your fault. It's all right. Um, but if they do decide to remake the Naked Gun movies or do another Naked Gun movie, I think that you would be great. So um, you can tell your agent that I said so. And um, I think you should do it. So, thanks, Bruce. Groovy. 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 That's his Twitter handle, Groovy Bruce. No, I don't mm-hmm. know if I knew that. Yeah. Right now. I just called to say I love you. Ed Rooney's office. Ferris Bueller's online, too. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. What am I doing? I'm talking to an empty telephone. I don't understand. Because there was a dead man on the other end of this phone. Maybe. I guess you should have called. I did call. Earlier when using the phone. Earlier when was that? Or later when then I uh, left a message. A message? What number did you call? Two, four, niner... Five, six, seven, eight. I can't hear you. You're trailing off. And did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? No, it was cordless. Mm-hmm. You know what? Don't. Not here. Not now. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, shoot. She knew it was me. Hey, guys. It's Pat calling in about the naked gun. I've, I'll ch- I try to be brief because otherwise I'm just going to start quoting the entire movie. Uh, what a great film. Loved it. I saw it probably too young. I think I saw it sometime in junior high right when I was starting to get all of that humor and uh, just loved it. And, and going back, I, I want to say, say I watch that thing several times a year, and it's one of those that if I'm in a bad mood or down or whatever, I, just, I can put that thing on and I know it will always cheer me up. And not only does it have the iconic scenes, whether it's the, you know, the, the, the fight at the beginning where he's fighting all the leaders plotting the attack on America, or whether it's the, the driver's ed um, car chase scene, or whether it's the going to the bathroom with the microphone on. Um, you've got all those wonderful classic scenes, but then you have all the attention to detail, sort of like, you know, the hospital is called 
the hospital or you know when the the baseball the, the baseball fight and the guy's screaming kick him in the you know so forth, so on and so forth he's he's yelling that but they decide to show a picture of the queen right when he's talking about right when they have that guy screaming kick him in the balls and uh that putting that scene with that voiceover it's just a hundred million times funnier than if they had just shown the queen or they had just had that voiceover. And so, like I said, the movie just has wonderful attention to detail and why every second of it is funny. Um, I saw all the Naked Gun movies. I went back and watched the original show, the Police Squad show, which was very entertaining. Um, and it's, it's just great. Leslie Nielsen is classic in it. And just the way that he will be funny without seeming funny. He's not acting funny, but, you know, it's kind of like the joke's on him, or he's reacting to things when other people don't, or other people are reacting to things that he's normal, that he sees as normal uh, throughout the film, just adds layer upon layer of humor to the whole thing. So, anyways, love The Naked Gun. Uh, It's one of my favorites, and can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. I know. All right. Well, so I think that's going to do it for our Naked Gun discussion. So um, let's jump into our five questions here real fast. Yes, let's. Mm-hmm. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. So five questions, not, I mean, as loosely related as possible to the Mm. Naked Gun movies. There's no guarantee these five questions, uh, three questions, five questions will be a perfect fit with the movie or the plot, but, you know. Uh, question number one, and, and 30 seconds on the clock for mm, uh, for each sure. of these. Uh, question number one, favorite Leslie Nielsen movie? It's a toss-up, so I'm going to pick... And I will, actually, I'm going to pause the clock here for a yeah. second, because this had to be clarified when uh, Jeff and I were talking about mm. this earlier today. Um, Jeff couldn't be with us, but he may call in and, and leave a message. Um, he said, well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second now. Leslie Nielsen movie or movie featuring Leslie Nielsen? Because mm. my answer was one that was not necessarily Leslie Nielsen as the main character. So just say so it. I don't Since care. No, you go ahead. I, I, I was going to say this one. Oh, this one. Okay. 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 Um, my is, is that all your? The other one would be airplane. Okay, I was going to say airplane, and that's, yeah. that's when Jeff said was like, "Well, okay, well, hold on. Airplane's yeah. not a Leslie Nielsen movie." I'm right. like, I know, but. Movie with Leslie Nielsen in it. Yeah. So um, I would say Airplane. This one would be a close second. Um, I also remember as a kid seeing Repossessed, where they made fun of the um, uh, Exorcist. So that would be another one that there you go. I always enjoyed. Um, favorite, favorite. That's not a word yet. Uh, favorite movie villain pet? I believe it was Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Ah. Who had the white fluffy? Cat. A lot of villains have kitty cats. Yes. Yeah. I asked this question because of the fighting fish. Sure. That totally. Ricardo Montalban said totally. in this movie. Um, I'm going to go with the Nazi monkey in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An excellent choice. Love that monkey. Excellent choice. Really sad that he died, even though he's a Nazi. That probably is the only Nazi that I've ever been sad to see go. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. That 
takes us to question number three. Question number three, favorite Weird Al song. So Weird Al was in this movie for all of five seconds, mm -hmm. but obviously upstaged poor Frank when he was trying to give his speech obviously. at the press conference off the airplane. Um, but what is your favorite Weird Al song? Another tough one because his, his catalog is deep. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would, I'm going to do two because, well, I feel like That's it. fine. You can cheat. Uh, Dare to be stupid yes. and white and nerdy okay. are going to be my two favorites, I think. I had a difficult time narrowing this down to, and white and nerdy would have been one of my uh, one of my other options. Uh, another one would have been stuck in the drive-through. Nah, that's another good one. Um, I ended up going with the saga begins, ah. just because I, yeah. Between that one and white and nerdy, I, that they probably would be on repeat if sure. we had our Weird Al playlist going in the car, um, which I did make a Weird Al CD for the kids a little while back, and nice. they very much love it. We now cannot have pasta at our house without somebody singing the, the, the uh, lasagna song. All right. Ah, question number four. Favorite movie featuring a villain killed by a steamroller? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Okay. That was also Jeff's answer. Yeah. So, I mean... Um, I decided, since I knew that that was going to be Jeff's answer, and, mm -hmm. and I figured it would be somebody else's answer, too, um, I'm going to pick a different one, and I'm going to say Austin Powers, the oh. actual man of mystery. Yeah. Just because... I think it does a great job of making fun of that trope of the sure. uh, villain run over by the steamroller that you see in like A Fish Called Wanda and this movie and um, Roger Rabbit and all those others. So, so I will go with Austin Powers. All right. Final question. Uh, in a situation where you've got the cop that is doggedly pursuing the criminal uh, and you've got the criminal mastermind, which one would you choose to be? Would you want to be the cop? Or would you want to be the criminal mastermind? Probably the cop. Okay. Because I think it would, I would rather be hunting than the hunted. Okay. All right. Um, I'm a little too slow to be the hunted, really. Okay. Well, I, I mean, that's also true. <laughs> I, I was picturing an ideal world where I'm not yeah, as well. large and slow as I am right now. Yeah. Um, I, I chose criminal, which actually is not normally what I would go with. I, I normally feel like I would go with the hero. and I, I, Between Batman and Superman, I go with Superman mm. for reasons of you know him being a good person and good character and, and things like that. Um, I, this one, though, I think I'm like, yeah, but the criminal always seems to have more fun. It's true. If you're in a situation like, like this movie, the criminal is always having a better time than the hero. That's true. Well, and, and the hero. See, and that's the thing. I don't the know criminal about always that dies, too. In this movie, <laughs> Frank Drebin was having a good time. Oh, well, yeah. That is the beauty of him, mm -hmm. is because he because plays he's so it clueless. so straight and he is so clueless, <laughs> mm -hmm. he is having a fine time. Yeah. He realizes that he's shooting up his own car mm -hmm. and just decides to walk away from the scenario. Mm -hmm. He's fine with life. I couldn't hear you. Could you please not talk while you're shooting at me? <laughs> <laughs> he's having a good time. He's like, whatever. So yeah, maybe in this if situation. If I can luck my way mm -hmm. into catching killers like he does, mm -hmm. hey, let's oh, do yeah. it, man. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for our Naked Gun uh, podcast. So if you want to share with us what you love about the Naked Gun, either this movie or any of the movies, we'll get to the other ones in a few years, but... Um, if you want to share your take on any of this, I uh, most likely will have Pat and maybe Jeff call in because Pat had to leave a little bit earlier today, so he wasn't able to be with us for this recording. So we'll have a couple people calling in on the love line. So if you would like to do that, uh, feel free to go to our website. You can find our voicemail number there, or it's 872-356-6843. Um, and then coming up, just to get you ready for our next 
few episodes. Uh, our next episode, this has been our month of Young and Guns. So we've had Young Einstein, and then we've had The Naked Gun, and our final movie of those of the trilogy is Young Guns. So Young Guns is coming up next Which week. Which I have not seen in so <clears throat> long, and I'm so excited. I have not watched that in a very long time. Okay. I remember watching it nonstop for a few months um, back in high school, and I think it was that and Tombstone were in the rotation. And I have not seen it since then. So I am looking forward to seeing this one. Um, we might try to throw in, uh, depending on how things go right before Thanksgiving time, we might try to throw in an episode on A Fish Called Wanda, uh, if we're able to fit that in there. Um, so that might also be coming here in the month of November. Uh, then coming up in December, we've got Scrooged, Ernest Saves Christmas. We can debate whether or not Die Hard is a movie, but a Christmas movie, but no, there's no we're, debate. we're doing that in December no matter what. And then Aquaman uh, coming out towards the end of December. That'll be our last episode of the year. So yeah, so if you've got any feedback for us, if you have any arguments for us, whatever you want to do, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those different places. You can also call us on the voicemail line, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So in the meantime, thank you both. Thank you, John. Glad to be here. Um, nice and, and glad that you're here. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Excellent. Mm -hmm. um, so be excellent to each other, and we will see you back here next time. Go watch some good movies, too. We'll see you back here next time for Young Guns. Wait.